Welcome everyone to today's episode of Sam Talks Telehealth. Now today I'm going solo and we're looking at the three trends that are going on in healthcare. Trend number one, aging at home, hospital at home. Trend number two, house calls. And trend number three, telehealth. So for those of you just joining the podcast, Sam Talks Telehealth, I'm Sam Lipolis, and I have been in the telehealth space for 11 years, 10 of them at large health systems. So I've implemented across inpatient, outpatient, remote patient monitoring, 19 different specialties, direct to consumer, all the things in all the spaces with all different populations of patients. So that's why I'm here to talk about all things telehealth. With that, let's get into these three trends. And I, these can be guests that I bring on in the future that are in these certain areas. But what I liked about this concept of trends as we look forward in what healthcare really is and how I look at it, I'm gonna weave the thread of how I believe, again, the opinion of Sam, how I believe these three will tie together and how virtual care can really have an overarching ability to help do all these things. So let's talk about, um, I'm gonna first start with house calls. And the reason I'm gonna go in that order is I see how that, if you become a trusted house call type of service provider, right? So let's say I'm getting house calls and let's think of Dispatch Health, Heal, and these are new types of companies. And I think what's important here when we think about the house calls and what we've seen rise over, you know, last five years. I mean, if we look at Dispatch, they almost have a national model. They've partnered with payer groups. It has reimbursement. They partner with health systems, they partner with payers, and then they are their own entity. And that's doing house calls, different kinds of things, much higher than um, not only low level urgent care, but really they could do complicated things. They can do IVs, all these things that could be done in your home. So I see, again, this is world according to Sam, is that if we look at these house call companies that are really expanding, making this national footprint, for them, I see it very natural that how do they start to expand what they're doing, grow their skills, where they're then able to become the preferred choice for hospital at home. The reason I say that is, again, if we go back to you think about trusted providers, you think about how many people make healthcare choices. Oftentimes we're making a choice based on who we already know, who we had a good experience with. And so the companies who are doing house calls today could really be the ones to go into that hospital at home space. Now I'm gonna go next into hospital at home. And I think what is really important here is we do already have an entire ecosystem, lots of care providers around home health. But home health is very, very specific. Probably most of the people in my audience understand the difference between home health or house calls or hospital at home. But for those of you that might be newer in this space or the startups, because I love that I have startups in the audience because that's really important that the startups have a greater sense of what is the healthcare system so that they're building their solutions. They, they are able to blend in the system we have, not fit into the system because their disruptions are important, but understanding what's already here and, and in the system of healthcare. So home health is very specific. It is usually based on um, 
diagnosis codes, uh, the way readmissions to hospitals or, um, or getting discharged from hospitals. So there's a clinical criteria that you must meet to be on home health. Um, there's implications of being home bound. So it is very specific in the reimbursement space. And oftentimes home health will only be for certain durations based on diagnosis codes, uh, uh, discharge from hospital and potential risk of readmission. The reason I want to clarify that is when we're talking about house calls and aging at home or hospital at home, that is very, very different than the current home health market that exists. And part of the reason I bring that up is, is I haven't seen yet a home health company that's really transitioning themselves into house calls or for that matter, a hospital at home. Do I think they could do it? Yeah, probably. But I think what we see oftentimes with the incumbents and the legacy type of service providers is that's a much harder shift. And again, if we think about the business model of home health, their business model is going to be defined and created really on the reimbursement mechanism. If we look at what's aging at home, what's hospital at home, I love this concept. I love this idea of how do I age in place? How do I actually leave a hospital sooner and then continue my care at home? And this could become incredibly complex over time as we think about the different types of tech that's there, the different ways we can have, you know, in certain areas where you can have high-speed internet, being able to do really complicated things in the home and being able to have support of higher level clinicians remotely. So for example, in the home, you may have a nurse in, a ho in the home, you may have an advanced practice who comes in and does certain interventions, but your physicians and specialists or subspecialists could really be accessed through technology into the home. We have excellent digital peripherals that would allow complete physical exams. And then also we've got these incredible now really small types of portable things like portable ultrasound, portable x-rays. And of course the full on like ICU monitoring that we have in hospitals is still really big. That's right now not really designed to be in the home, but I think it's just a matter of time before we start to see how do we get in a home in a way that we could have really all this biometric data monitoring um, from a patient's home. Now, I know my audience, so some of you right now thinking, but Sam, that's remote patient monitoring. I would say hospital at home is quite different than remote patient monitoring because remote patient monitoring is more this idea that I'm getting your biometric data a few times a day. It's not actually being hooked up to leads and things like that. So if we're really taking a hospital at home experience, then we probably need more um, consistent monitoring and what would those kinds of devices look like. So house calls, more low level things, but again, we're getting more complicated that we can do in a house call with portable x-ray, uh, portable ultrasound. Obviously we're having diagnostic tests that can be mailed at the home. Um, certainly those house call people can come with diagnostic testing. We can also use the house call and then be able to connect through number three, telehealth. So now let's use a video visit as an example. We could have a house call person who could be a nurse or an advanced practice who's then connecting with a specialized wound physician, right? To be able to do wound care out of the home. 
We could be uh, having where we're going to higher level, maybe neurology care, endocrinology, some of these things that we might want some oversight on. We could be doing that through house calls. House calls, obviously, also we could be connecting with emergency room type of physicians for our higher acuity type of care. Now let's go up to that aging at home, hospital at home. I really do think we're going to see this mix of our house call companies stepping more into that space. And then we'll see new companies coming into that. Do I, again, I'll go back, do I think that home health will become the leaders in hospital at home? I'm not super optimistic on it yet. I'd love to hear from my audience if you know examples that I haven't seen yet. And then the other thing is, do I think hospitals will be the ones who lead hospital at home? No, I do not. Um, I don't because they're legacy systems. We may have a couple of outliers. Um, recently, Mayo and Kaiser talked about their con uh, collaboration, which will look at hospital at home. And again, that's a very different model. Kaiser is an insurance payer hospital and um, a, and they employ all their physicians. So for them to have hospital at home, it makes sense in a value-based care model, but you really have to have that closed loop for that to work. Traditional hospitals, they have capital, they have brick and mortar, they have legacy investments that they need to take care of. And the reality is their hospital at home reimbursement, where it exists and where it happens is still a bit nebulous. They would make far more money if you are in their hospital, not at home being cared for. So I think the disruption will come outside of the traditional hospital space versus hospitals themselves uh, being the innovators in that space. Now let's overlay all that with telehealth, which of course, Sam talks telehealth. That's what we're, that's what I love and, and love to see how they overlay. Telehealth, it doesn't matter if we're talking about emails, telephone, video, remote patient monitoring, uh, digital peripherals, all of that is under this broader umbrella of telehealth. And certainly it is since the pandemic happened, I think everyone worldwide has a much better handle on what does telehealth mean. Well, I just wanna take these two examples, house call, aging at home, hospital at home, obviously that's going to be tech enabled because the value of being able to have a hospital at home and aging at home, the way that's going to be able to happen, that we still can give the quality of care that you would get in a brick and mortar hospital is through technology. We will still need to have um, we may have 24-7 monitoring, and that monitoring is going to need to be supported by tech, which in this case we could call telehealth, because if we are monitoring your heart rate, monitoring your saturation levels, if we're doing that on a 24-hour basis, that data would then be feeding into a place where health providers are reviewing it. Um, you may have a component, again, where there could be people in your house on a 24-hour basis. It could be maybe they're only in your house at night, and then during the day you have people coming in. So there's so many ways we can think about hospital at home, and that will obviously be tech enabled. And this allows us to get our provider workforce, which we know we have provider workforce shortages, we're now able to leverage those providers in a much different way than we can if we're always in these physical spaces. I do want to call out, There's a, I would distinguish a difference between aging at home and hospital at home. Aging at home, it would also be this lower level, right? It could be things like um, sensors. So some of the things we're talking about in the future are really probably more sensor or um, and like camera kind of things than necessarily wearables. And let me give you an example. 
I am literally talking into the camera on this computer. So let's talk about aging at home. I may have a computer in my, or a camera in my phone. I may have a camera in my computer. Maybe I have a camera in my TV. Now there's plenty of people who would be concerned about privacy and things like that. But if I were aging and you said to me, you know what, let's have those cameras running. And that way we can tell if you're still walking steady, we can make sure you haven't fallen down. We can do these different things. Am I willing to forsake my privacy, quote unquote, surveillance for someone keeping track of me? I mean, I would, I'm not saying everyone would, but I think those are the kinds of things on the aging at home that we'll start to see. And we already have seen, we know there's sensor rugs, like rugs that have sensors to make sure you're walking. There's certain couch things that you might be sitting on a couch. It's taking up this infer different information. And then that's determining, are you getting up appropriately? Are you still moving in the same way? So I think in the aging at home space, we're going to see a lot of sensor type, camera type technology that right now we focus more on wearables, but there's so much tech all around us. I think we'll see that in the aging at home. And then the hospital at home, I'm just excited for us to be in a space where we could discharge to the home and not discharge in the sense of, I right now our discharge process is really more I discharge at home I have home health um, nurse led excellent type of service but it's very specific instead we could have a I'm discharged to the home I may still have monitoring that's happened I may have a variety of different kinds of care providers who are coming into my house but I think um, we're really going to see a shift and it's important to remember that this isn't gonna happen in a way that's going to be, uh, what would I say, like, it's not gonna be an easy transition. And the reason I say that is not because it's not technically feasible or their providers aren't there, there aren't providers that wanna do it or there aren't patients that wanna take it. I look at it much more from a legacy standpoint. If we think about the American healthcare system, Every single thing that starts to take place outside the walls of a hospital and a health system are costing them money. It's costing them revenue. And so I do think we will see these sort of fits and starts and pullbacks and questioning of what's the efficacy outside the four walls of a health system. Not necessarily because it's not efficacious and we'll study it, of course, we want great patient care, but because we are disrupting someone's business model. And when you disrupt someone's money, you disrupt a lot of things. It will also be interesting with me and you know in this, you know, my audience, we have an international audience here, I will be so interested to see is will we actually see um, countries that have nationalized uh, health systems or you know single payer systems, will they actually advance faster in the hospital at home space, aging at home space? Because where do these kinds of fit things fit really well in a value based? system and if we are if we are direct with ourselves then we know that single payers and um, nationalized healthcare they're more value based because the idea is i must keep people well to keep my costs down there's not this profit motivation or this fee for service sort of procedural if i do one thing i get paid so the more i do the more i get paid I will be really excited to watch that over the next five to 10 years because in telehealth, 
I've been in this space, you know, 11 years. And in the first few years, it was newer to international locations. But what we actually saw is nationalized health systems came much faster and farther along in telehealth than we saw in the U.S. And really coming from that um, total cost of care, wanting to keep people well. So I'm excited to see how hospital at home plays out in the rest of the world, especially in our nationalized single payer systems. Well, we like to keep these short and sweet. So that is what we have for Sam Talks Telehealth for today. I want to thank Slice of Healthcare who brings us this podcast on a bi-weekly basis. We're here every other week on Tuesdays. Uh, for those of you who make sure you subscribe to the podcast, follow me on the social platforms, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, Twitter, always here to share different things. And please reach out if there's topics and things you want, but make sure you subscribe and we'll see you back here next time on Sam Talks Telehealth.